Hey everyone, welcome to the Buzzing About Romance podcast. I am Becky. And I'm Leah. And I'm waving. She's waving again for an audio file. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's November and that means we're going to focus on family. Throughout November we are going to talk a family series of romance and on this episode, we are chatting with one of our all-time favorite authors of family romance, both DNA family and found family, Lexi Ryan. Welcome to the podcast, Lexi. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk with you two again. It was fun. We had you for a happy hour mm-hmm. um, earlier this spring, and it was so much fun. I just, I don't know. I'm such a fan girl. So, so much fun that it. night. <laughs> it was so fun. There was so, on my end too, if I recall. So many lemon drops. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, consumed. You know, it was on theme. It right? was. We like they a were theme. very. They were tasty, tasty themes. Like <laughs> tonight. Tonight is bourbon. So nice. No, I just theme. I just have water tonight. I'm being very boring tonight. Well, I just have, you know, it's Wednesday, so <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, I have a funny bourbon story. So my husband collects bourbon, like it's his gig. He loves oh. bourbon. And so the other week we went on Wednesdays is the day that our local, uh, we live in Ohio. So that's when they release the special bourbon labels is on Wednesdays when the liquor store um, stocks them. So we went to get one specific label of bourbon they were supposed to have and they were sold out, but they had another one. And he's like, I'm, I think I'm gonna grab that one. I was like, that's fine, whatever. Goes up to the <laughs> register, puts it on the register. And the lady's like, that will be $132. And he's like, yeah. He didn't know it was that. (laughs) At least it was only one hundred and thirty-two dollars. And it's honestly, I it might be one of our more expensive bottles. It's a fifteen-year, I think he said. Um, that we had a we have a twelve-year. I come visit you. Um, (laughs) I will send you a picture of the bourbon. I want more than a picture. (laughs) Um, so many. He is desperate. There's like one bottle that's still that he's trying to get. Um. We have Angel's Envy, Eagle that's Rare. That's probably my favorite. Eagle I love Eagle Rare. Rare too. We've not yeah. had that one, but we've had. He likes that's pro- Eagle Rare is probably the most expensive one that we buy semi regularly. I think the, I think it might be like a seventy five dollar bottle. It's not like the thing about bourbon though is, like you just you don't drink a lot. Like it's just mm-hmm. like this little pour and yeah, you sip on it sip. and it's like warm and it's. It's not like the way you go through go through vodka or <clears throat> the way some people might go through vodka. Um, the way this person goes long. through vodka. <laughs> We're making lemon drop martinis all through quarantine or something. Um, I actually, we went, I had to buy another bottle of tequila and I, my husband's like, this is like your fourth bottle. He goes, just get the big bottle. I'm tired of you having to buy the little <laughs> bottle. I'm like, oh, okay. So now I have like the giant bottle of tequila. That's where we are now. That's, you know, whatever. Um, Leah, will you read Lexi's <clears throat> bio and then we will get into all this fun discussion. Okay. Award-winning author Lexi Ryan is a New York Times and USA Today bestseller of hot contemporary romance and sexy action-packed YA fantasy. Her books have sold over a million copies 
a former English professor, she considers herself lucky to have traded stacks of grading for emotionally charged storytelling. She is the happiest when at home in Indiana with her husband and two children, where you can find her lifting weights, reading copiously, hanging out with her family, and thanking her lucky stars. True story. True story. I stalk yeah. and follow you on social media. So I see all the weightlifting and fun stuff you do. So it's like for you. my, my tear soapbox issues are uh, ro- the, the power of romance and the importance of romance novels and fitness is for everyone. Like those are my like, <laughs> and also the chaos sometimes for the people who follow me because it's like, those are my soapbox issues, you know, and, and the chaos of home renovation. Oh my gosh. Yes. So much chaos. <laughs> I, I am pretty selective in what pictures I show. Some days I'm like, you should take a picture of the living room just to be like, keep it real. <laughs> I, but I think kitchen is by far one of the worst home renovations. And even if, mm-hmm. you know, I've had friends that have done it that have like an auxiliary kitchen in their basement. So they still yeah. can cook at home and stuff like that. But it's the center of your family life. It's the center of your yeah. home. You do so much in your kitchen. And I know that walk from my bedroom <laughs> to the coffee pot. And <laughs> yeah. if the kitchen is under construction and somehow that gets messed up, it, it could be your whole day. Yeah, everything's off. We're <laughs> lucky enough to have like a a half kitchenette, I guess you might call it. We have a fridge and a sink in the basement. It's in the bar. <laughs> so we moved some stuff down there, but then we moved a bunch of stuff in the dining room. But like so we eat upstairs and we have to bring the dishes down and what I mean seriously I realize these are not real problems but it does kind of throw your life into chaos and Mm -hmm. everything takes longer um yeah Yeah. but we're gonna get through and I'm really excited hopefully crossing my fingers maybe two more weeks maybe three and then you'll have like a big kitchen party it'll be great Uh, I told told my husband when when we redo my our kitchen like we have to do it during the summer because I have to be able to cook because we only have like the kitchen and we have a fridge in the basement, but really nothing else. And like, I need something. So yeah, the extra sink. I mean, cause I've done the, do your dishes at the other house. I did dishes in the kitchen sink or in the bathtub upstairs. Like those were your your options while you were redoing the kitchen. And that is to not have that extra sink is makes it a lot tougher. Sure. And thank you for joining us for home renovations with Lexi Ryan. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. No, it's, <laughs> it's fine. We like a tangent. Um, we do. So really, it's really on brand for us. Okay, so let's get to know you a little bit because obviously I stalk you, but some of our listeners might not. So um, do you have a type of book that is a comfort read for you? Yeah, um, I, I'm a big fan of contemporary romance and YA fantasy. So the same things I write. And if some authors don't like to read what they write, I happen to always want to read the things I love to write and vice versa. Um, but I'm a comfort rereader. So if I just need to read to like be wrapped up and just escape, I most often will reach for something that I've read multiple times, you know, mm-hmm. like huge Christina Lauren fan I've read love and other words probably five times um I have you know romances from high school the Jude Devereaux books we got on a Jude Devereaux last time I've read most of those multiple times um so yeah I'm a big comfort rereader if something hits right I'll read it again yeah um 
speaking of her, just real quick, did you see where she is now semi-retired and is writing with someone new now? Um, no, it's actually someone that's been ghostwriting on and off for her throughout the last couple of years and is now is she, going... She's open about this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Good for yeah. her. So the last book... This last book is now has this, the other person's name on it um, okay. that has helped her out over the years. And so it's she slowly will be taking on. It'll be with Jujevero. She's reading all of the yeah. manuscripts and adding her pieces into it. But it'll mostly be this um, well, other author really with cool. her. Yeah, that's really cool that she really can kind of help watch her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I thought it was classy the way she did it and kind of worded it out. It was a news announcement and it was like, okay, because I mean, she's same age as my mom, so 75. Yeah. So she, I'm sure she would like to retire <laughs> at some yeah. point. So my mom's 75 too. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, I always say I won't retire, but I imagine there's a point where you just want more well, downtime. We were talking, we talked, um, the other half of our podcast talked to Eloisa James. She's like, I don't ever see myself not writing. And I'm like, lady, you do like 70,000 things. Don't you just want to go on vacation? She does do so much. And that's probably just part of her personality. But to me, like, I'm always like, well, I'll be in the nursing home and I'll have dementia and I'll be writing like garbledygook. And I just want you to tell me, like, it's so good. You are doing such a good job. Just keep going and lie to me. So that my last days can be like full of bliss because full of love. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, so do you have a favorite type of hero? Because your heroes in romance um are all very different. I don't think any yeah. of them are exactly the same kind of guy. Sometimes like I'm a big fan of a cinnamon roll hero, like ooey gooey inside. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes I'm just in the mood for somebody bossy. Uh, so it just depends. You guys know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You we know, know what I mean? We know what you mean. We it like a bossy. Funny. My most recent release, the Coltman Veronica's book is Not Without Your Love. And I was like, I'm just going to write a hot, fun office romp. It's going to be like just sexy and he's going to be bossy. And I had all these ideas of these like dirty moments. And then I'd start to write it and I'd be like, he can't say that (laughs) that's not okay so like I could totally read it but when I'm writing it I'm like okay back it up a little um I mean he could say those but he was so grumpy and we termed him a stern brunch daddy because he was like burnt and grumpy but sexy and I'm glad he came off a little because I worry that I'm gonna lose all the grumpy in my oh Oh, no you did not lose the grumpy uh no I love a grump I love a grump and you did something amazing in this book Mm -hmm. this it is you did something that I didn't think you could do because I went into this I've read all the Jackson and we'll get to the family but I've read all the Jackson Harbor books that's how I found you was well actually I think I read your you have a new adult football series yeah. Blackhawk yeah. Boys. Black the Blackhawk Boys. Boys. Yes. So that's how I first started reading you. And then I found the Jackson um, in my library and I loved them. And so I went into this so excited to read it. But I was like, um, they the two main characters were the assholes in other books. Yeah, they're the black sheep. She yeah, cannot make really me are. love them. She can't make me <laughs> but love them. But you do. You make us love them so hard. And you took 
Ethan, who is one of my most favorite of the Jackson siblings, and I wanted to dick. dick punch him. He so was an ass. You know, I'm in so much trouble with my readers for that. But I'm like, if, I, I, wrote, if I wrote a scene from his point of view, you'd be like, yeah, Ethan, get her. You know, like he's like so protective and so scared. And like, you know, he lost his first wife and, you know, things went downhill after she had her first baby and now Nick's pregnant. So, you know, in my mind, it was like, of course, of course he's going to be a dick about all of this, but oh my gosh, I've well, had so this, many readers be like, oh, this, this is, is the thing. Like it, really, it makes sense. Like the reason he is a dick, but like, honestly, we, Becky and I like had a whole conversation and she's like, I hate him right now. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it makes sense. And he does kind of get over the dickishness by the end a little bit. I mean, it's, you still, really you still want to slap him. But, but for this story, for Veronica and Colt, it, Colton, it had to happen that way. It had, he had to show that, look, I didn't trust her. I don't feel like she's being upfront. She's shady. And you needed to experience that perception through her eyes mm-hmm. so that you could just kind of see how beaten down she had been because she thought in her heart she was doing good things and they just never seem to come out right but it's such a great story and listeners if you have not read it yet go read it it's so Mm -hmm. thank you thank you I really I I was you know texting my friends when I was writing it I was like I think I can write something fun and light and then I (laughs) this is like the hardest most emotional book I've ever read because that's what happens I'm like oh I just want to I need a break from the heavy. I'm just going to write this really lighthearted story. And then I'm writing their story. And I'm like, well, I can't ignore everything we already know about these characters. Mm-hmm. They already, they both came into this book. Like I said, they're the black sheep, but they came in with so much baggage. They did. I'm like, well, yeah. I can't ignore those things. So how can I use them? And then it was like, oh, okay then. Well, that's hard. <laughs> but yeah. that's, that's just part of my process too. It gets sad. But then it gets better. It does. It's it's so so good. good. And honestly, by the end of it, you love both of them and you just want to hug them and hug them hard. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, it was so good. Um, Okay. So we are here to talk families of romance and you actually write both DNA families with your Jackson Harbor, the boys of Jackson Harbor series, but you also then have the Orchard Valley series, which is found family. It's a group of friends that come together and support each other. Um, so talk to us about the challenges of writing families. So my first um, my first actual series was in New Hope. Call it the New Hope series. It's a, like four series. Is, 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 is. Um, there's no good way to say series as a plural. Um, it's four different series that are all in one world. And it's kind of um, both DNA family and found family. Um, and so I, I knew immediately because it starts with sisters. And I knew immediately. I love, I love writing about families. Um, Part of that is because I come from a big one myself. I'm the youngest of seven kids. I have four older brothers, two older sisters. Um, We are all about two years apart, you know, so big, noisy house. Life is complicated. Family relationships are complicated. But at the end of the day, you're 
you're there for each other. And uh, <clears throat> I remember talking to Megan Mulry when I was drafting Wish I May, which is the second book in the New Hope world. And uh, she was talking about reading Unbreak Me and Unbreak Me begins when the protagonist is coming back home after being away for a while. And she comes back home because her sister is marrying her ex-fiance the protagonist's ex-fiance and uh, Megan said you know I just I just love it because you just think there's no way she can forgive her and then it comes back around to well of course she does because she's family and her verbalizing that for me that that's like part of my core story was so important because it fed into the way I wrote the next book in the series which revolves around a different family but similar characters and you know and it fed into like the way I could I could see what I was already doing um and it's like that of course because this is family um that was maybe part of the weakness at the in the Jackson Harbor series too though because I'm like of course she forgives Veronica you know and the book one starts where Nick's wedding is destroyed because she finds out her twin sister's pregnant with her fiance, Sadie. Clearly, I like drama, y'all. Um, <laughs> and so a lot of people were so mad that she forgave her before the end of the book, spoiler. Uh, but that's just like one of those things I have to be careful for because it's like, yeah, that's who I am. It's family. It's family. So I also like writing found family, though, because sometimes that's more precious. I think I will do a lot of backflips to make things right with my sisters um, or to I'll tolerate a lot from them that I would never, ever <laughs> tolerate from other people. Um, so the people I choose to keep in my life that aren't DNA family are very precious to me and they're special. Like it is a choice. It's a choice yeah. to keep DNA family in your life, but it's like a bigger choice to bring someone in your life that becomes family, even though you don't have to, even though you can keep them at arm's length. And I think that those relationships become as important in our lives as the romantic relationships. I, you know, maybe we should do more to talk about those. Um, but yeah, they're both just really hugely important to me and fun to write about. You know, you write about like friendship as you want it to be and you get to touch on bad sides but I write romance so I get to write the bad side of the romance and then <laughs> fix it so I don't have to do as much one thing that's nice about those found families is I don't have to do as much about like the dark sides of of rough moments in friendships which happen I mean it's a relationship well, but you kind of do a little bit within the Orchard Valley the girls you know it, they don't always see eye to eye with each other they get sure. frustrated with each other they have moments where you know you think that um one of them is going to reach across the table and <laughs> smack the other one yeah um, but there's a level and I think of there you have some overlap where it's like I don't know if you guys have had this it's like I'm best friends with her and she's great friends with this one but the two of us don't really get along yeah we're mm -hmm. just forced forced together um and I think there's some of that in Orchid Valley but uh yeah it's I, it's complicated you know relationships are complicated as writers we just have to choose which ones we really want to dig into yeah well, I do but I think though too like use Nick and Veronica as an example like yes in her book she forgave her but then when you see their relationship in Veronica's book like yes she forgave her but there's still that 
caution, like in the way that Nick deals with Veronica. So like, that's, I like that dynamic too. Cause like, you know, she loves her, you know, like she forgives her for that moment, but she still like has those moments of, can I trust this again? Yeah. Exactly. So she did lose like some things, but she got some back at the same time. Yeah. That's uh, definitely part of it too. No, I um I think that that's something that you do really well too though within your women when like especially like in Orchard Valley but even in Jackson Harbor the women come together and are friends. They might not be best of friends, but we did a quick shot of um book 6 in Jackson Harbor. And names are just like not if in my it's head. Only love is Shane yes. Easton. If it, mm-hmm. Yes, it's a Shane, fan favorite. <laughs> Shane Easton's book. It's one of my favorites. He, um, pines. But I lo- he, he pines, pines so, so hard, hard in that book. I do love the pining. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shay, you know, she, even though she has these brothers, the girls kind of rally around her, and you do do a strong female relationship, female friendships um even with sister-in-laws and such and i really appreciate that because that's not always something because we are because in romance especially if we're reading contemporary uh male female romance we don't always get a ton of the friendship relationships um but that is something that you do very well and bring into the stories we get the friendships we know you know like we know with colton we know where his friendships are we know where his loyalties are um, with his friends, even though he did some things in his past that made those friendships a little harder um, to exist. But you also did it with Shay and showed, um, you know, her heart and her friendships, too. So I love that you do that. One yeah, thing I love, thank you. <laughs> one thing I love, too, though, is like you show that like the friendships are perfect. Like they yeah. have issues and they have animosities and but they work through them at the same time because I mean that's reality like you're not going to agree with everything that is done or said but if you can't make the effort to get past that then it's not worth having in the first place but you definitely like you show that full circle of them doing things like that I think um you know I like I said I think those relationships in our lives are maybe undervalued and and it just is important and as readers we don't just want to feel desirable. We don't just want to feel worthy of love. We also want to feel worthy of those kinds of friendships and mm-hmm. worthy of that kind of companionship. And um, I'm I'm lucky I have a really good editorial team, but one of my editors in particular um, is fantastic at calling me out. If every time my protagonist is with her, whoever her best friend in that book in that moment in time is if every time they're together it is all about the protagonist and she never like does anything to check in on her friend you know my editor will call me out on it and it's very easy to get lost in oh I need I need to share this information I need to express you know where she feels about this and or give her an opportunity to see how someone on the outside views this situation. And you're so stuck in, of course, you want your everything to progress the plot, but it's really easy to lose sight of, oh, right, but this is a friendship. And I also need to show how this goes both ways. And, and that friendship can't just be, you know, hey, I've had a bad day, and I need to tell you all my troubles and have you tell me it's going to be okay. And once we're done, I'm out of here, you know, so um, I really appreciate that, because it's tough. I mean, don't get me wrong, every time she doesn't like, oh, but if we get into something else that's off topic, and that has nothing to do with the book, and I only have so many words, and 
I mean, I can make my books as long as I want, but I try to keep them under a hundred thousand. But uh, yeah, it, it's frustrating, but it's important. And I'm really grateful that she's always, well, she does a fantastic like job of it. So, um, because I always do feel like the friendships are real, their connection, it's not just a plot point or a yeah. uh, um, story helper. Uh, you do like the matriarchal family, though. Yeah. You like a mom. I do. I do like a mom. Apparently, I like a, a mom that's bad, too, because apparently, at one point, my friend was reading. I don't even know what book of mine she was reading. It was a Jackson Harbor book, because I was like, the mom's great in that book. But the text was, I just don't understand what your mom ever did to you. But it was one of the non-Jackson's parent oh. bad mom relationship but yeah i do love a matriarch new hope has a matriarch dad's gone um jackson harbor you know kathleen's like the head of it and uh yeah probably because my family's that way my parents got divorced when i was in fourth grade and uh my dad i i started having a relationship with my dad after he moved out but uh we all stayed at home we all stayed with my mom and so you know that probably just comes from yeah you know, writing what you know. This is not a sob story, y'all. Divorce can be a good thing for families. I'm it very can. happy it happened. <laughs> it can make people better people sometimes when yes, they're not together. Parents so. sometimes too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but Kathleen, she's kind of a boss babe. That lady yeah. is. She <laughs> well, rules those, raise all those boys. I mean, jeez. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten a few requests lately for a, a love story between her and Frank. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to dig into that or not. Cause to me, she's mom, you know, like it would have to, I would totally have to shift my perspective on her. Cause you don't, you don't write a love story about your mom. You well, like, she, she isn't my mom, but she is mom. But she so, is uh, the mom of that. Yeah. Of those boys. You know, I think about that, you know, a, a novella of her story of you know there yeah great love yeah. yeah because it's obvious that he was her great love just with how she you know talks about him she doesn't hold him up to like he was this amazing saint of a man she's like yeah he's dumb sometimes <laughs> <laughs> um but i just yeah i i love that and in uh Shay's book when Shane Easton's book when I don't want to spoil it for anyone but something comes up about uh Shay's dad and when she finally talks to her mom about it she's like what the heck no 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 oh it's so funny because I'm like I thought I cut that but (laughs) you did not it's hard to keep track of what stays in the book and what goes because um yeah the no was the important part yeah because things come up and it kind of our impressions of our parents uh, shape a lot about who we are right Mm -hmm. like who we are and the world and our faith in the world around us and when you believe one thing about your parents and find out something very different is actually true um yeah I mean it's like shakes you at your foundation especially when you're going through stuff when like Shay was Mm -hmm. so uh yeah. Well, it's like the whole rose colored glasses situation. I mean, in her situation, like he was wrong, but yeah. like he kind of shook her entire foundation with his stupidity and comments. But, yeah. Um, Easton. 
I spent a lot of time in that book going, oh, I love him. God, he's so dumb. <laughs> boys, man. Stupid boys. <laughs> I gotta, I know we're talking contemporary romance, but I got the funniest gift review for these hollow vows, which is my YA fantasy. Yeah. And it was like some, like it was like a, like an Instagram thing. And it was like, in summary, we learned men are trash. And then like a couple other things that are unique to them, but men are trash. But <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um well, speaking of your YA contemporary, so that released back uh was it early September? July. The, July. The, uh, the fantasy, the YA okay. fantasy came out in July. So, I think it was September that it hit the New York Times, um which was exciting, well, but And it gets unexpected. all the love on BookTok. Mm-hmm. It does. Oh, yeah, it gets yeah, yeah. so much love over there on Book Talk. I was um, scrolling my for you page once and uh a not not so lovey one came up oh. and I was like, Don't ruin Book Talk for me. <laughs> I refused. <laughs> you ruined it for me. I haven't so I, like, seen a bad for one. A while. Yeah. I haven't seen a bad one, but I have seen several uh there are ones so many nice ones that I like. I just happened upon this and I was like, Oh, and so I talked to a friend and she was like, you've got to block the hashtag. And I never figured out how to do it. <laughs> no, book talkers are the, the reason it released in July and then it hit in September or so. Um, well, and those it, fantasy book talkers, the fantasy book talkers, they, I dabble a little here and there in fantasy. It's not really my main, but they scare me a little bit because they're, they're intense. They're kind of rabid. Yeah. Yes. They like what they like and they do yeah even what they like they can be pretty they're an intense they're an intense group that's for sure yeah um okay so So much fun the next next up is well we've talked orchard valley the blackhawk boys is a new adult football romance where the team is really the family yeah for those guys um it's angstier than yeah than Jackson Harbor and Orchard Valley, but it's very good. I I do love it. Um, so if you haven't read that, you guys should check that one out too. My favorite. I don't read a lot of reviews, but you know, if they come up to my Instagram, sometimes I'll read the first line. And my favorite Blackhawk Boys review. It was like on book three or four, and this person was like, "The Blackhawk Boys series is a sports romance, kind of, but it revolves around football players who have a lot of issues." It is like period. And I was like, fair. <laughs> they do. They do. There's and... like lots of heavy. Like I went into that series with Arrow's story, which is heavy. And um and it was just like, okay, this is what we're doing for these boys. And they I, are very good. emotionally charged <laughs> stories. And yes, yeah. lots of issues. But yeah, they're worth the read. Issues. If you like a if you like a new adult football romance check out the Blackhawk boys um so one of the things that we've had authors talk about that write these family series is that the baby math is hard and i'm not gonna (laughs) lie when i read the last book of colton and veronica i went back to see like exactly how many how many years had we been since we had had nick (laughs) so it's tricky (laughs) because uh, so i try really hard not to put years in my books um but I will put years in my notes so the wrong kind of love released in February of 2018 I think um 
so like the book is that series starts in 2018 and then it moved through all the way through Shay and Easton's story, which came out in 2019, but via my timeline, which I wouldn't put in a book, I wouldn't ever say a year in a book because I don't want to date it like that. But via my timeline, we were already to, I think already to 2021 or almost. So then I skipped time to go work in Orchid Valley and then decided I wanted more Jackson Harbor and came back. And I'm like down with my notes and like, yes, baby math. All made more complicated by the fact that I can't write a linear story to save my life. Like I am flashbacks. Um, like Shannon Easton's book is told every other section is the mm-hmm. past. And that's one of my favorite ways to tell a story. It's not everyone's so favorite way to read a story. Um, but you do but, it really well. Thank you. Like I've read I, stories that it doesn't work, but every time I've re- read it in a book of yours, like it, it works. It makes yeah, sense. It, if it doesn't make sense, you have to find another way to do it. Like it has to be the best way to do it or you you mm-hmm. have to find another way because the reader's brain is going to prefer linear, right? Mm-hmm. So you can tell when I'm being a good girl, like the wrong kind of love. There are no flashbacks in that book. It's the first book of a new series. And I'm like, I'm telling it from the beginning, you know, her, her moment where she ventures into the new world to her end right and I'm not flashing back we will hear her thoughts about things we're staying on track and then I was good and then the next book I had like a couple flashbacks can't help myself and I think I had a couple flashbacks because Jake and Ava have known each other their whole life and then the third book was an amnesia story so I was back to back and forth back and forth back and forth so um and then by the time I got to Shay's book, I was like, it's book of six in a series. If they don't love the series, they're not here anymore anyway. I can do what I want. And it's so funny <laughs> to me because I broke all the rules in that book. And it's like my best selling book of all time. Everyone loves Shay and Easton. And uh, because like, even your flashbacks, like- your flashbacks are not linear in that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're yeah. No. Like you were all over the place in that book. <laughs> like- it's like you know six years ago oh wait now we're back in high school and wait now it's yeah. like just and I'm and like normally I'll like force myself to like okay you've got to give them a bone like you can't make this more complicated because it, it does get really confusing I would not want to have been the editor on that book yeah have lists and timelines and yeah <laughs> hopefully they're right although occasionally someone will come to me and be like okay so and so is this old at this point and this person's a year older at this old and then at this point then they are here and here but doesn't that mean that she should be this age and I'm like wait but their birthdays aren't all on the same day so it's funny because there's an author that I read who in the beginning of her book she's like she puts a disclaimer saying my timelines I do what I want. <laughs> there is like, they might not make sense, but that's okay. Lauren Blakely's always posting about it on Facebook. I know, I think she fixes it in her book, but she's always talking about like, in her mind, there is no time. Just let me tell the story. What do you mean? I can't still be the same weekend because just because seven days have passed, you know, like why, why, why do you have to be like that? Open your mind, you know, right? <laughs> time is, time machines. Time is irrelevant in the, real, in the yeah. book world. Yeah. 
yeah, lots of lots of lists and notes and hoping that I'm not screwing it up. <laughs> so Not Without Your Love is actually going to launch us into a new series of Jackson Harborness. Yeah. That is not centered around the Jackson family or That's the Jackson right. boys. Um, this is Colton's his co-workers, uh, his co-workers. business partners, yeah. co-workers, like found yeah. family and like the found um, family. Yeah. But we still will see glimpses of the brewery and the town of Jackson yeah, Harbor that we we've come to love. We still get to have Jackson brews. We still get to see the Jacksons. We get to see Colton and Veronica. I get to stay in this little town that I adore so much. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And I'm exci- I like, I really like working with, with guys who like physically work for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoy that as well. <laughs> <laughs> these guys all you know they own like an adventure adventure company so they do you know sunset cruises and catamaran rentals and you can rent you know four wheelers or uh, do winery tours so they like do like this full service pretty much they're catering to the uh the tourists um and yeah i thought it would be fun to you know these guys that are spending all day out on the boats and I love when you sp- sprinkle Jackson Bruce in an, um, into your different stories because I think it was mm-hmm. in every little piece of me. Um, he asks for like the hero in that book asks for the latest Jackson Brew that is on tap like mm-hmm. down in and they're in Georgia. And I'm yeah. like, I love that. I'm like, that's <laughs> my book right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's, it's so such much fun to do that. It's just a little Easter egg, right? Like it's just a little here you might know I love what an this Easter is. Egg. And I have a New Hope Easter eggs for my like old school New Hope readers. Um Maggie, who's the first New Hope heroine, um is actually in she appears in the Blackhawk Boys and then if you read Dirty Reckless Love, do you remember them going to the art gallery with the whole oh, art thing? Yeah. That's Maggie Thompson, Unbreak Me's her book. Book. Okay. So, yeah, I just, it doesn't matter. That. Did it need to be a heroine I already read about? No, but like, it makes it more, it makes it more fun for me. Of course, man, you want to talk about hard math. Now it's like, okay, when did I leave that series? Where is Maggie? When did she get married? <laughs> did she get married? Did I ever say that? I don't know. I wrote that book in 2013. You know, like, you're like, I can just make everything up how I yeah, want so it it's now. Just like you're on the page, but you get very little time to speak. Cause I can't, we can't, the more time you're on the page, the better chance I have to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Just get a minute. Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, okay. So what can we expect next? I think is, are we going back? Are you YA back to YA next? So my next release will be back to Orchid Valley. Savvy is getting a book. Um, um, because yeah. when we talked this spring, you were not said sure. No. Not sure. Yeah, yeah. She needs a book. She needs a she book. She does. And she does. So her book is, um, you know how like she, okay, so every little piece of me launches with a novella that's in Vegas. Savvy and Brindley are in Vegas together. Brindley sees this past love of her life there and they spend the night together and Savvy spends the night with past love of Brindley's life's best friend, Alec. And clearly they have a very nice night together. And then we're a little bit into the series and Savvy's just suddenly like, nope, we just decided we're going to be best friends, right? 
Mm-hmm. So her book is, you get to understand why that happened. Like she found out that the guy who totally destroyed her in college is the step brother, half brother. I haven't fully decided yet. I think half brother of, uh, of, of Alex. And she wants nothing to do with this guy. And she doesn't want Alec to know about her past with him. So a um, little bit of a love triangle because I can't help myself. Sorry, y'all. Um, I am and, okay with this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Alec is in town. His sister is going to get married in Orchid Valley. And he doesn't want his mom playing matchmaker. So he wants Savvy to be like fake girlfriend. And Savvy is like okay but who else is gonna be here yeah (laughs) trying to make sure we're avoiding the brother so I'm I'm writing it right now I'm very early drafting as you can tell by all of my I thinks but um I like all these so that should be out in like May I think and then in July the second and final book and will be hollow vows duology that's the YA fantasy and then I'm hoping before the end of the year in 2022 we'll get that first book in the Jackson Harbor Heartbreakers um I haven't Which decided I for sure what I'm calling that series if it's Jackson I Harbor love, Heartbreakers I love or, like that. Uh, Heartbreak Bay and then Jackson Harbor in parentheses because we need keywords so yeah <laughs> I like all of these things. I am I'm not all. sad. And um, well, listening about Savvy. Ha- okay. Have you ever read Tracy Wolf's Ethan Frost series that no, she wrote? Her trilogy? Stupid sexy. It's super angsty. Stupid well, sexy, stupid down, angsty. You gave me a recommendation last time and I don't think I wrote it down or I lost it and then I was sad. Um, so. In this one, she... Tracy Wolf. Uh, yeah, it's the Ethan Frost series. It's a trilogy. She ends. It's an age gap billionaire romance. Mm. She ends up dating Ethan Frost. He owns a bioengineering company, but it ends up that his stepbrother or his half brother from his mother's second marriage, who he was not raised with. I don't want to ruin it if you're going to read it, but has an has something to do with the heroine and he is and the half brother stepbrother not a good guy mm-hmm. not a good guy mm-hmm. and it is yeah, this push vibes. and pull similar vibes yeah this push and pull yeah. of the two of them um yeah yeah like at the i read that book as tracy wolf was releasing them so and it ends on cliffhangers and no, i was like like the way that that book ends i'm like what the holy fuck did I just read? <laughs> what? <too> dirty. <laughs> what? What? I was so like, and then I went and looked and book two didn't come out for like three months and it was love swept. <laughs> so it was traditional published. There was no uh, way we were getting it early. Yeah. No. And I'm like, That's the worst. I just, I get ugh. so many emails from people begging me to release these twisted bonds early, which is the second in the Beast Hall of House duology. That's the fantasy. And I'm like, I, y'all, I have no control. Or like a girl offered me her boyfriend the other day. She said she would she would give me her boyfriend if she could just have the ARC. And yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like but would if do. he is good at dishes and housework, I maybe could find a way for you to read it early. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't I don't know if that's like legit what? game because yeah one author i can't even i don't even remember what author it was 
I read their book and then I went to like read the next book and it wasn't even written yet. Serena Ackroyd. Was it Serena Ackroyd? So I yeah. send her a message and I was like, um, I noticed that this brother doesn't have a book yet. Are you going to give them a book? And she's like, well, yeah, it's in the plans, but it's going to be a while. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, um, I have to read a couple books for work. So can I have it by Friday? And this was like Wednesday. And she's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, man, we could have a whole... <laughs> You know, the whole conversation of, you know, should authors be offended when people tell them to write faster? I'm like, it's a freaking compliment. Get over yourself. Like, I know there's so much pressure and I get the people who are upset about it. Like, it's because they feel that pressure and they don't want to feel so much pressure. But I'm like, they really just mean I love your book. And if there was more, I need more of it out right now, now, I would buy it right now. That's what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We just want more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I could think. And it is, it, it for me, I I didn't realize how, I mean, I know that it goes a lot into writing a book and I'm not trying to take that away from an author, but when you write such a compelling story that I sit and read it in one sitting, that is a compliment. That is huge. I didn't get distracted. Children didn't yeah. get in my way. I didn't do the dishes. Like, And I remember one author, she wrote this sister series and her the last book in the series came out and I sat down and I read it and I sent her a message on Facebook that day and I was like, oh my God, I loved this story. It was beautiful. I'm so happy how this ended. I loved it. It was more women's fiction than it was romance. Yeah. And um, she's like, oh, that took me like 18 months to write. And I'm like, I know. Oh. It hurts a little. I mean, like, sorry. that's the kind of book you want to write. You want to write the book that people can't help but finish um even if like they don't want to finish it quickly because they know that you aren't going to have another book out for four months but that they just just can't can't help it that's the kind of book you want to write but yeah it's like wow I spent so many hours so many days so many weeks so many months writing that book and all my biggest fans are done (laughs) here eight hours after it (laughs) dropped but yeah it's it's a compliment, but it's crazy. It's just crazy to think about. And that's funny that I, it always takes me by surprise because I'm that reader too. I'm a huge fan girl. I love to read. And when my favorite authors release a book, it's the I, first thing you I drop do. Everything. Yeah. And I, I think I told you last time I'm the person that, that like gets the ebook and the whisper sync because I want to listen to it in the car. And then when I get home, I want to be able to read faster. So I want it on my Kindle and I'll go back and forth so that I can get, I mean, a lot of the fantasy books that I love are really, really long. So there is no sit down and read it in one sitting unless you just don't have any people in your life depending on you. So I do the next best thing, which is keep it in my ears when I can't have the Kindle in front of my face, you know? And then when I go to bed, I have the Kindle, but yeah, I do the same thing, but oh yeah. I know it's really hard. Slow down. <laughs> and as a now working within publishing and doing that side of stuff, like I know now, like I understand how many times, you know, this Becky versus Becky of 10 years ago, I now understand why, like, you know, how many times it goes back and forth to an editor and then your copy and your beta readers and your proofreader. Like I get all of that. But as a consumer and a lover of romance, I just need all the stories. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I feel it. 
And honestly, that's one thing I love about finding like an, a new author that's already established because they have a huge backlist that yeah, I can just- with Serena Bowen last gorge. year. And I've been, you know, friendly with Serena Bowen for quite a while. And I had read her uh, stuff with Al Kennedy and for whatever reason, just hadn't read her solo stuff. I'd read Al Kennedy's solo stuff, hadn't read Serena's. But yeah, it was like, I'm going to try it. Oh my goodness. And so then- yeah, you just binge, 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 and you just get more. And then you know exactly how it's going to feel to read another mm-hmm. book by them. And you just crave that feeling. And oh man, when she releases a new book, if I don't get it early, she's one of those for me now. Yeah. Get the ebook, get the audiobook. <laughs> you know, I want it. She's mm-hmm. awesome because she's like on top of it with her audio. So sometimes when she sends out ARCs to like reader for a writer friend, she'll send us like the option of listening to the audio because I don't get through many ARCs because I don't actually do that much reading on my Kindle most of the reading I do is audio because I tired I go to bed and I fall asleep (laughs) you know know, she actually does that for a lot of her book bloggers too she'll give you the option as to did you want an audio copy of it or do you want um I need to I need to be more like Serena she's awesome um, it's just great it's great she's for been, me she's been doing it a minute too so I mean yeah. she's one of those ladies though that like she has her hand in so many things I'm just like yeah I don't, her I don't know if she and, has a clone or because yeah. she's involved in all of it she's not yeah. phoning it in or just throwing her name on things um, not at yeah, all she's amazing um Okay, so before we let you go, we're going to do our buzzing about romance conversation card question. Um, This is something new that we have started. We I went looking for like conversation card questions for book clubs and I didn't find any. So we started making up our own. Uh, We Becky started making up our own. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't even know what she asked. Some of them are inappropriate. And so Leah gets all like, wasn't me. It was Becky, <laughs> um, but I don't have Not an inappropriate one. Like the inappropriate, but okay. Well, we'll do this. I'm not ready for it. Okay, would you consider a romance to be steamy or spicy if the author never says the word penis in the book? God, I hate that word. I mean, I, but I it's in your so. books. I, I use the word penis. You yeah. do. You I do, use friend. Cock and dick. Do I really use the word penis? On occasion, my books and changing. You use cock and dick a lot more, but penis, penis it does yeah. squeak in there sometimes. That's an ugly word. I'm so sorry. My husband. <laughs> well, but you use cock and dick also. So okay, I'm fine with those two. <laughs> but if they never, okay, s- are we saying just the p word or any of the variations? It can be any of the variations, but there are times that we will get. A book that someone will say oh this is really steamy and when we go and search for word instances on our kindles and it never like cock is said twice or dick is said like three times and penis is like said maybe once is that a steamy is that a steamy romance or do we need these words in order for it to be and we were talking about Uh, a male female romance not female female i would say i would say it can absolutely be a steamy romance but it probably isn't my preference. I, I like some, I like some words. Um, you do like the dirty a, talker. 
I like the mm-hmm. dirty talk. Yeah. I do. Um, and, and the words are <laughs> part the of The words that. should be there. For me, yeah. But I was on a panel with um, Christy Bromberg and um, Audrey Carlin and E.L. James. And Audrey Carlin and E.L. James, who are both known for writing really, really sexy, were both saying like they never use clit. They never use like words to describe male anatomy and I was like wait what like aren't you supposed to be these like super like and I've how, read how some do of you have a sex stuff. scene if you don't describe male anatomy they just managed to get around it like they 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 use euphemisms that aren't too purple you know like yeah I don't know he, <laughs> he slides into her so it's the yeah. heat, you know not his whole self. We understand that we're speaking metaphorically. It's not it's like the whole body. I'm just right. going to go up here for a while. <laughs> Tell me when you're ready. It wasn't like a tunnel slide, people. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Visual. No, I mean, and we all do that because you have, you can't like repeat, like as much as I like the word talk, I can't have it 14 times on one page. So you do, you do do that, but apparently they just do that instead. And it, I'd read Audrey books before and I had never noticed. And then the next one of hers I read, I was like, huh, look at that. Now I'm going to have to see If that. the absence of penis, dick, and cock is there, pussy and cunt are there though. So, surely I mean, not. you might not have one, but you have the other. Surely, surely you don't, you don't use the like I limit myself to like one, maybe two pussies a book and they have to be in the male point of view or from his mouth. Because <laughs> um, some readers really don't like it. Um, not these readers. I- <laughs> not, these, <laughs> not these readers. Because um, I would say that like, Case is probably your dirtiest talking of your, yeah. uh, of your book. It's surprising. <laughs> Case is every sweet regret for those of you who like a good dirty talker. Oh my mm. God. He was pretty dirty. Like he was. Yeah. He's like all sneaky that, though. Like because he doesn't seem like he'd be dirty. Bad dirtiness. <laughs> He's like I haven't been able to exercise this vocabulary in a while. So and I say it. that book is very sexy, and the word penis is not in that book at all. Yeah, but. I can't imagine. It's not my favorite word. I, I imagine when I use it, it's because I feel like I need a word and I've already used, used cock too many times. But the word cock has how many times um, is cock? 25 instances. What about dick? Search dick now. Okay. <laughs> this is what happens when you hang out with us. Oh, dick has 25 also. So 50 well, cocks. Equal on the cock and dick. Oh, yeah. look at that. <laughs> so special i'm sorry y'all I, there's 50 I, cocks and dicks it's a lot of cock and dick <laughs> and this is why some people avoid us <laughs> this is the moment where i'm like did we go too far is lexi ever gonna come back no you did not i have very few questions i won't answer um yeah so obviously i don't think penis is required because i think that's okay. a pretty hot book um that on, is a on the very lexi hot book. scale of hot um no on our scale also that one is one yeah that mm-hmm. was one also that drove me a little bonkers 
just the two of them <laughs> as characters because yeah. they just like seriously get your head out of your ass people she's right there <laughs> stop being a dork he's no, right there identity, um texting a little i can't have a relationship with the girl i'm having sex with because i have this really awesome relationship with this girl i'm talking to online no way in the world could it be the same person right because you're I not mean, in between a small the lines, town people. buddy <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> lexi thank you so much for joining us um we appreciate you we will link your social media um in our on the shelf show notes so if you guys want to check out lexi's books make sure you um check them out via the links of our social media because they are great stories and everyone should read them and i didn't have this part written down and this is why it's awkward thank you so much becky i appreciate it thank you for having me on (laughs) we love having you on to chat with you so anytime Okay, I always love chatting with Lexi because we laugh in our silly and she's the best. She is the best. And it just, I just love her books too, which, yeah. which helps. It just makes it so much And I easier. wasn't quite the awkward fangirl this time that I was when we had her on our happy hour. Well, because you got the awkward fangirl out of the way. But I do love her books. Like, I love them. One of my mm-hmm. top reads of 2021 is um every time i fall yeah it was such a good book like we it's still such- talk about it like how well it was written and abby is just amazing and just the way abby was written was wonderful and such great real body rep too mm-hmm. um i've read a couple recently and i think of how she writes and i'm like why can't they all be great like that mm-hmm. wow anyway hey leah did you hey, hear <laughs> Did you hear the book Box Babe has a t-shirt club? I I did. I heard that from you. Did you hear that from me? I did okay. hear it from you. The Romance Lovers t-shirt club is so much more than just a t-shirt. <laughs> um, treat yourself or a fellow romance reading friend to a book reading themed t-shirt subscription. Their t-shirts are super soft. They're the same brand as our Buzzing About Romance t-shirts. Which are so the they, best t-shirts I have ever soft. Worn. The best. Um, so they are super soft, lightweight, custom designed uh, to give you a unique look every single month. So you sign up. It's a 12-month box. Um, you can do it month to month or you can pay the year in advance. But you get a new t-shirt every month. Um, and it also has an ebook code. So you get an ebook and a t-shirt. Oh, that's fun. And so December, their t-shirt, the t-shirt for December is amazing and adorable. And it says, reading with my gnomies. It has little, three little, it has like, little gnomes, pictures little gnomes. of gnomes. And I love a gnome. And I, I saw this do. picture of these t-shirts and I was like, oh my gosh, I need this shirt so bad. You do. You got on, you were like... Um, am I getting this t-shirt? And I was like, yes, this is so yes, sweet we are. Too. But it's red and has gnomes on it. And I it love says reading with my gnomies. <laughs> it's just so awesome. Cute. Um, so each shipment comes with a free romance ebook code and a mini author swag pack along with your t-shirt. Um, you can order by design. So you can do it month to month if you like that design. I think the t-shirt that came out mid-November, it, it says... Um, something about like pumpkin spice 
up I don't know. It's something about pumpkin spice and reading well, spice. And, but can you pick this shirt too? Because they have a V-neck, a hoodie, yes. and then a crew neck. Yes. So you can pick your shirt option also. Yep. You pick your shirt option. And the sweatshirts are new just for December. The hoodies are new mm. just for December. Well, and you, are they the same hoodies as the HEA hoodies? Because you um, really like those hoodies too. I'm not sure. I didn't ask that. But I'll find out should, and let you all know next time. We should find um, out. You can order the design you love or subscribe and save so you have it every month. Um, orders placed by the 28th of each month will ship by the middle of the following month. So if you want the um, Reading with My Nomies t-shirt, you need to order by November 28th. And then the t-shirt will come within the first two weeks of December. Um, if you decide that you want Reading with Your Nomies, like Leah does... You can enter the code buzzing about romance or buzzing 15 at checkout and you will get 15% off the your first order. You can find the direct link to our on our on the shelf show notes and the website is bookboxbabe.com. Mm -hmm. And it was buzzing 15. Yep. So just discount code. Enter the code to get 15% off at your first checkout with buzzing 15. And if you want Zizi, to check out 15. the pictures of the um, t-shirt, which is amazing because it has gnomes on it, we have it on our Instagram feed also. So yes. You can check it out there. Yep. Check it out. So that is bookboxbabe.com with offer code buzzing15 for 15% off at your first checkout. Mm -hmm. Um. And I can't wait. If you guys get a t-shirt, take a picture, tag us. I can't wait to see them. Uh, okay, Leah, it is time for our book of the week. <laughs> and we're on like week six of No Echo, but it's okay. Maybe we just should do it like we're at a sporting event. Give me we'll a figure B. It out. No. Give me a book. Give me no. an of. Give me a. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so what did you read this week? Okay, so my book, book of the, the week, week? Uh -huh. is Swoon by Lauren Rowe. This is a friends to lovers romance, close proximity, okay. girl next door romance, and a rock star. So, premise of the is book this, is this friends to lovers done well? amazingly well like almost faded to love friends to lovers mm. so here's the gig he's a rock star she is his the girl next door the best friend's little sister guy he grew up with so the best friend is getting married and rock star comes home to be in the wedding sisters in the wedding they reconnect. He comes to the wedding stag. She isn't dating anyone either. He kind of fends off some of the brother's other friends that have tried to hit on her throughout the year. Um, but she actually has a background. He he himself hasn't physically seen her in like 14 years, but he did a solid for his friend and got her a job on a different band's rock tour. So she worked okay. as a personal assistant to a different rock star that was not his. And um, there's some great mom moments, his mom and her mom talking about wanting to see little babies. And so he 
fights his attraction to her because he feels like one he can't emotionally connect with women he just doesn't think he's capable of doing that and um plus it will disappoint his best friend if he were to hook up with his best friend's sister sister so like how how big of an age gap is there um like maybe five or six years okay so not huge but enough like no it's enough um no it might be eight or nine it might be eight or nine he might have gone over the seven year mark because there's a (laughs) they talk about a scene in it where she has just been born and he's eight or nine and goes over to hold the baby for the first time and he told everybody she was his baby and and he's always protected her throughout their um young age she's always he's always protected her and kind of been her champion but when they were when he was 14 her family moved her parents uh moved to a different house and so even though he had been friends with the boy because they went to high school and middle school and all that kind of stuff together he lost track of the little sister because she was that much younger Mm -hmm. so there isn't that feel like well is doesn't he if he was protective of her was he the older brother like no well like were there that those feelings before and he just was like i'm not acting on these feelings type thing no it was she was she's always this petite tiny little person he always felt the need to protect her because she has a brother and a sister that um that were older than her and she was the little baby and he just felt like everybody picked on her so mm-hmm. it's so good and it's one of those um there's some super sexy parts in this book also that like destroyed my google search because i had to look up about intimate piercings um I'm just telling you, this book is so good. If you haven't read Lauren Rowe, and even if you're worried that you aren't going to like rock star romances, she does rock star romances exceptionally well. They're very good. So I highly recommend uh, Lauren Rowe. It is interconnected into her world, but it can be read totally as a standalone. You do not need to read any other books by her. So, And he's a drummer, so he's not used to being like front and center. Mm. Um, which makes for some interesting turn of events within this book because something Lauren Rowe does with her rock star romances is she actually releases audio tracks of the songs that they write and that they talk about. That's interesting. And it's in her ebook. Like if you go by the ebook, there will be a link that will take you out to her website to listen to the song. That's really cool. It is very cool. Um, so Leah, what was your book of the week? So my book of the week was actually a holiday book. Um, So Elves with Benefits by Jana Aston. It is book four in her Reindeer Falls series. Now, my only, my only issue with this book is it is all from the female heroine's point of view. It's first person and it's all her, but it makes sense and and it works. So this um, is released 11-4, it is free with Kindle Unlimited, um, but it's so good. Like Becky doesn't usually like Christmas romances, I but she loves a Jana Aston Christmas novella. But 
this is a grumpy sunshine like the heroine is a christmas cop and gives tickets and citations in their town of reindeer falls for people who don't decorate their houses and the hero has inherited this house from his uncle who has passed away and so she's leaving all these citations on his door and he's like she's a christmas cop he's just so grumpy he is and so grumpy it. he doesn't so want to be back in this small town <laughs> um it was so good but Jana aston typically only writes from the female point of view in her book she does but the it epilogue works. you usually get the male's point of view yes but it's just it's so funny like it gives you it's so christmas centric too which is one nice thing because i have read holiday romances where they're not christmas centric like this one like if it wasn't christmas like it wouldn't make sense and that's no. one thing i love and it's book four in a series there are three novellas that came out last year that were super mm -hmm. great um Yes, and then book five and book six come out this month. Like, it's like every, every week or every like eight days or something like that. Yeah, so. it's um, and Reindeer Falls is based on Frankenmuth, Michigan, and if you have never been to Frankenmuth, Michigan, it is a trip. It is the town of Christmas. They have a year-round Christmas ornament store called Bronner's, mm -hmm. and it's the world's largest Christmas store. <laughs> And they have the best chicken in this town. They have this the German chicken. roasted chicken. Well, they do chicken. go to this chicken restaurant. Yeah, and we, we call I it Pig Out Chicken. I cannot think of the heroine's name for the life of me, but like she raves about this chicken and how good it is. And she basically like taunts the hero. It's like, you can't tell me this is not the best chicken you've it ever is. eaten. It is the best chicken. And they make this noodle dish that is like noodles with chicken broth and crumbled saltine crackers on it and you would think what what it's stupid good i can't make it the egg noodles are so good and anyway um anyway go to frankenmuth michigan it's a lot of fun <laughs> um and read elves with benefits you can find mm -hmm. link to that book and to swoon on our on the shelf in our on the shelf show notes on our website Leah, have you heard about the, the clear your TBR challenge? I did hear about the clear the TBR challenge that you decided to do without any like input from anybody. <laughs> I so was Becky left was alone. left to her. She was left alone to her own devices one weekend. Like she did not call me and say, "Is this a good idea?" Which I would have totally said, "Yes, it is." So I don't know why. Like <laughs> it's a big deal, but it's just funny. Um, so over on our Discord server, we're hosting a once a week group read and discussion. We also have buddy reads going on and chances for prizes because, of course, like we can't have a challenge without prizes because who does that? not us. So you can find details on our website. And the next group discussion is going to be real by Kennedy Ryan. So yep, if I'm you want to join in on that, just hop onto the website to figure out how to join our discord server. Yep. Um, and then Patreon update. <clears throat> did you know we have goals on our Patreon? I did you know, know we have goals. Because if did. we can get a thousand Patreon members, I will hire Leah to come work for the podcast she'll get a paycheck mm. um help us give we, leah we a have job. a lot of people to go to a thousand <laughs> right but you can find our goals at patreon.com bookcase and coffee currently the goal we are working on we always that thousand goal is like our unicorn goal always there it is the um, unicorn but we actually one of the current goals we are working on is hitting the 40 patreon member goal when that happens, 
we have a huge giveaway planned. So at 30 Patreons, we gave away a Donner Bakery apron from Penny Reed's Green Valley, Tennessee, the Banana Cake Queen uh, mm-hmm. an apron. We had a signed copy of Beard's Beard and Science. Beard Science. Beard Science. Um, there was a book sleeve of the Winston family flower fabric um from the paper dolls didn't you do the paper dolls book too with like yeah the The paper dolls book was also in there nobody can see my hands so yeah make my motions Um, and there was a couple other things in that goodie bag and one of our lucky patreon members won it because we hit our goal of 30 patrons so we are doing that again um once we hit 40 so we are currently sitting at 28 we've you know circumstances change and we get that so we're currently sitting at 28 patreons if we can get to 40 members when i say epic and huge i mean epic and huge i have plans and it will involve some of our favorite kinds of romances Mm -hmm. um okay and if you listen to anything we talk about you'll know what that is because we talk so, about them all the time. Yes. So it'll be signed books and some amazing buzzing about romance swag. And we have some new swag in the works. So maybe maybe you'll get the new stuff. Maybe you'll get new stuff. I do think we need a new t-shirt that says book club, drunk book club made me do it. It's true. It we makes should, me do a lot of things. We should uh, send an email about that one. Yeah, we should. Uh, did you know that with our merch, you if you go to our merch store, which is I Love HEAs on Etsy, Lexi Ryan has Jackson Harbor merch in that store also. I did know that, but that is exciting things because who doesn't want Jackson Harbor merch? Right. So and by- again, some of the softest t-shirts you will ever put on your body. And actually, um, I Love HEAs just added some new like blocks like word blacks they're adorable they are just go check out the shop and see all the fun things that they have okay also we are on tiktok we are are on on the clock app Mm -hmm. um we give you 60 minute book reviews over there make sure you're we do not give 60 minute book reviews Our 60 second i wrote 60 you can only do 15 (laughs) seconds 60 seconds or three minutes Oh, it's we go not sixty minutes. So, but we do give sixty second book reviews. We do. Or rather, Becky gives sixty second book but reviews. But Leah's going to start too. Leah's going to start too. So when we get make more sure time. you follow us on TikTok, um, and you can check out all the books that we love in sixty seconds. Sixty seconds, not sixty minutes. Although people do Although, like to listen to us talk for sixty minutes because that's, that's why they're true. here. Because we could do that. We could talk about it for 60 days. I mean, some of us talked about it for six hours last Saturday. This is true. Okay. Listeners of the podcast, we are talking directly to you. That was awkward and I didn't mean it to be, but it was. Um, So we need your help. We want to know if you have an episode idea. Do you think there's a topic that we should be covering? Um, we want to know, tell us, tell us what authors, industry insiders, or topics that you think we should be covering that we haven't covered yet. It could be something for um, one of our regular episodes or a quick shot of romance. If there's a book that we haven't featured, then you're like, why haven't you read this book by author Mm -hmm. X yet? We need to know. So we are asking you to please send us an email at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. 
and tell us, tell us what books we should be reading. Tell us what author you would love to have us interview. If there's um, a topic that you want us to talk about and get more insight into, let us know that because we like, we want to give you what you want. Like we are here to talk about romance because we love it, but we want to know what you want to hear about. Well, and I think that, you know, there are different topics that because we work within publishing, we kind of already understand. Mm -hmm. So for us, when we say that word, like I'm going to, they're querying a manuscript, you and I know what we're talking about, but some of the listeners might not know everything that goes into what querying is and um, some of the heartaches some authors have when they are trying mm -hmm. to get that traditional published contract. So honestly, if you have questions or you have thoughts or like I said, a book you think we should review for a quick shot, send us your ideas. We want to know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Leah, tell us what we're talking about next time. Next, next time we are continuing our topic of families of romance with one of Becky's favorite writers of found family romances. And she introduced me to this writer and she is amazing and wonderful. And if you have not read her, go read her right now, but we are going to talk to Renna Morgan. She writes fantastic, overly protective and possessive alpha men and some strong, badass ladies that you will fall in love with. That is one thing I love about her books. Like her heroines are not pushovers, like, and they put their heroes like in, like in place, like, Yes, the heroes are protective and possessive and a little bit like chaotic in like the way that they are growly and grumpy and like, but these heroes, like they like are on their knees for their heroines. They are. And they pine for their heroines and they worship them and they respect them. They do. And that's the big thing. They respect them and want like, and want to see them succeed in their, like their lives. Like, yeah. But yeah, so if you well, have she not also read has Renna heroines, Morgan. she also has heroines that do not have that have um, careers that are not necessarily feminine associated careers. Mm -hmm. Like she writes a female uh, historic car restorer and mechanic. Mm -hmm. And she is a total badass and an amazing character. And I am very excited to get to talk with Renna Morgan because she's. She's a, always been a traditional published author. So she's a, you know, I always thought, oh, she's gonna be a little harder to have access to and whatever. And when I emailed her, she was like, yes, I would love to. And I'm like, yes. And in my you email. You may fangirl just a little bit. Let's just be honest. I'm in a fangirl a lot. But I no, am. so if you have not read Renna Morgan yet, do it. Yeah. Do it now. Her books are easily accept accessible in the library. And on Hoopla. Um, and on Hoopla. So if you have access to those, get them now because they're so stinking right. good. And she'll be here next time to talk to us all about writing her found family because she also has a mafia romance that's found family that mm -hmm. takes place in New Orleans. So yes. anyway, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.